0: Varmt välkommen till Iro-podden, podden för dig som jobbar inom de kulturella och kreativa sektorerna och som är intresserad av internationella stöd och samarbeten. Hanna Olsson heter jag och är projektledare för International Resource Office. Ett projekt som drivs av det europeiska kulturnätverket Trans-Europe Hall med stöd ifrån Region Skåne. Häng med så kör vi! I detta avsnitt så kommer ni att få höra tre stycken ljuddagböcker ifrån skånska kulturrektörer. Det är Stapeln och Norgängesbergsgatan i Malmö. Och sen är det huset i Lund. Och de här ljuddagböckerna är en del av en satsning som heter Amplify som syftar till att lyfta röster ifrån Kultursektorn före konferensen om Europas framtid Varsågoda! det?
1: So Staffen in Malmö is uh, very much uh, a workshop basically for makers and for change makers alike. We've been operating here for like 10 years now and developed some kind of participatory culture around what we are doing. of like putting them together into a soundtrack, basically. And it's really fun, but it's quite a learning experience for me also. Um, so maybe once we've gone round and everybody's had a chance to chat, I can show you the film and you can give me a little bit of, like, what your thoughts are. Mm, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, cool. It's only like four and a half minutes long, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> And it's very much about learning actually, it's about uh, peer learning, non-formal learning and uh, you can really see that people grow from from learning, it also gives you some kind of feeling of independence to to have some skills, to know that you're capable of, of, of doing stuff, it's a very rewarding feeling i think more than that it's also if you i mean if you pick up a skill you can transfer that to uh, like a social currency uh, if you can if you if like if you learn how to fix a bike you can help the kids in your block fix their bikes and all of a sudden you're the guy who's helping the kids fixing their bikes so, so it becomes like a social currency And. To use this social currency wisely, you need a network. Yeah, that is like, like the bank of social currencies. Networks where you can bank your skills and you can get some interest out of them and you can exchange them to, 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 to other currencies uh, and get things back. Almost everyone is very curious uh, about wha- what participatory culture is and how it works, and a lot of people realize that they have experienced it in the net culture uh, uh, and things like that, and that you can actually get a lot of bang for the bucks if you if you if you use a participatory uh, perspective on uh, on what you are funding. But uh, having said that, the frameworks. the the settings, the the rules, the application forms, uh, uh, the mindsets are not designed to handle participatory culture in that way. I think it's uh, it's, uh, it's a question of, of development. I mean, we need to show some good example of how it works and that it works. The rules and the setups and the mindsets will follow, I'm sure.
2: Yeah. Uh, we are in a, a cellar locale between Bestenforsgarten and Norbergsgarten where Frasses Füllflute, Malmo's what we say. Greatest moving company, yeah, yeah. Yeah. our base. <laughs> this, I would say, is the clubhouse of Margaret Jusper's mm. Um People gather yeah. in yeah. between work. Uh, is it a Vereniging and an RB? It, it's an RB, but it's fully owned by uh, an Unideas. Yeah. yeah, that's the way that we want to set it up at our place, and this uh, I'm I'm hoping mm-hmm. to get an SMS today. This may be the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, good, good. But good, I'll good. I'll show you that place later <laughs> on. Uh, it's an old farmhouse down the end of the street that's been there since like 16, 1700s. Now we're gonna go and look at the prize. This old white building here, it's been locked inside these factory walls since 1967. It's uh, 300 square meters in the house and 2000 square meters of garden with these trees, which are 120 years old, I think. So this, I will make my stand. Hey Alex, I'm here at the moment uh, to uh, book the move. Can you give me all the details that I'm going to need? So, address to pick the stuff up. eh? Okay. When we started the festival in 2016, uh, the main attitude to this area was that it was uh, criminal, that it was unproductive, and uh, that it should be knocked down and build houses. MCOB wanted to build flats and a place we'll go to later on, which is at Kampen. Pogans got into a fight with MCOB because if MCOB built um, apartments there, it would affect Pogans' deliveries, lorries and stuff. and there big business. I mean, we're not talking about regular rich. We're talking, uh, you know, pennies and Morris rich. And this whole area here is Poggins. All of these buildings at the front are basically empty, and that is something that we want to change. So we started this festival at the same time, and we use the festival to show how much activity there is in the area. Um, we have 240 rehearsal rooms in the area. We have all of these small businesses and sellers like this, very much with... Culture or uh, handicrafts—you know, doing stuff with your hand—but also social companies, companies that are looking for different ways to organize themselves. That could be Pogans, is it? No, I think that's coming from the uh, the other bakery, because Pogans is the biggest bakery, but there are another six bakers on the street. And their prices have not gone up because of the price of Russian gas or something. Well, they seem to be more. Uh, or adaptable. This is the limit of the culture lewd zone. This is not in it, it follows the road around that. Don't know why that is either, but I'm sure money is involved. So that case went up to the Supreme Court of Sweden, and and probably lost. Um, we, we promoted the idea that this was a good area through the festival, and uh, they developed the idea of this culture loot zone. Um, we, it was passed on the 29th of September last year, I think. And that means that in this area, they will not build residential, and um, therefore, no-one can complain about the noise oh, yeah. in this area. So this is which is basically the reason that there is a Controliute Zone. Uh, because MCOB couldn't knock this down and build residential. And I imagine there an interesting sound on the roof with this much rain. So let's go look.
3: Hello, my name is Anna Jinwa Bostam, I'm a Korean Swedish artist and uh, currently I'm a curator and supervisor for our art association and we are uh, uh, placed at a house that's called Kuno'suset, and it's uh, one of the oldest medieval houses in Lund that uh, actually has been a living space. So it was a rich, noble uh, family, Danish, because Skåne, Skånea was uh, Danish by, by in the medieval time, uh, that built it and had it for a farmhouse, like a very city farmhouse, very wealthy. Now it's uh, art exhibitions. We have nine exhibitions each year. And we are uh, one of the oldest art association here in Sweden. Uh, We are currently on our 93rd year. And uh, I'm the first woman of color and also the first non-European woman that work as a curator here. So for me uh, personally, it's a bit trailblazing. Because I myself are interested in not only who is exhibiting, but also who is working behind the scenes in the cultural institutions, especially in uh, Lund. Because it's a a very small city, but it's also a very international city. So I think the institutions should mirror that. One of the challenges that non-profit organization has is, of course, funding and people's—I mean—spare time and the de- dedication to uh, to help this place to survive during the decades. But what I found what interesting this discussion of how can, especially concerning the European Union and and uh, founding and grants is how can we as much as possible to have our uh, freedom as uh, artistic space and also having uh, security of knowing that we can plan more long-term. What I find super interesting with these kind of uh, art associations, as I told before, is is that it's a membership organization, it's a grassroots organization that uh, couldn't exist without uh, voluntary work from ordinary citizens that are interested in contemporary art. And for me, that is like the true essence of democracy and culture, that Everybody can be part of the organization, the door is open, we just want to reach as many people as possible and uh, as wide as possible.
0: Gärna in på vår hemsida iro.teh.net där hittar du information om aktuella utlysningar, kommande workshops och informationsträffar med mera. Inte minst så kan du också gå in och prenumerera på vårt nyhetsbrev. Aktuell information hittar du också via vår Facebook-sida. International Resource Office söker du på då. Stort tack för att du har lyssnat.